Take a look behind the curtain with a real whistleblower and American patriot. Prepare to embrace the uncomfortable truth because this program has no time for comforting lies. Here is civil liberties enthusiast, Second Amendment defender, and recovering FBI agent, Kyle Serafin. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Kyle Serafin Show. Today is Tuesday, it's November the 21st, and we are rolling live on rumble.com slash Kyle Serafin. If you are not there, get there. Join the live chat. Good morning, everybody in the live chat. You guys are kind of strange. For some reason, we launched into this really goofy thing. I was laughing maniacally just before we went live because I was thinking about something. I used to know a guy whose name was Bambi, and he would tell people that he went by Mambi. It wasn't his actual name. It was his nickname. He couldn't help it. This guy in San Diego. And I was thinking, like, what a feminine name Bambi is. And the reason this all came up is because FBI Panty Raid, who's one of our regulars in the chat, um, sent me some pictures yesterday of the little tiny spike buck that he killed out in Idaho. And I thought, uh, yeah, you killed uh, Bambi's little brother. And then I went, no, that could have been Bambi. Bambi was a boy. Bambi is a boy's name. Just just exploded. And then (laughs) this is the stupid thing. There's stupid things that you don't think about in your life. This has nothing to do with today's show, by the way. There's just stupid things out there that are, and, you, and social media is the thing that lets me know about it. I never considered this, but the other day I'm laying in bed. Um, one of the guys that I follow, his name's Chad. He's over on, uh, he used to be with Red Voice Media. And and he tweeted out a, a video of a snake with diarrhea. This is a little bit much for a Tuesday morning, folks, but I watched this video and it's a white albino python that's got to be 10 feet long. And it's, you know, like a six inch diameter. It's a horrific looking creature and it is just splashing liquid out the back end of itself all over the place it looks like it's in horrible shape its mouth is open it looks like it's like you know choking and it's spitting out and i was like i never even thought about snakes pooping obviously they must right everything poops and we've all seen that book as little kids right is that weird have you ever thought about a snake like crawling around and just like leaving a turd trail somewhere i've never once thought about a snake bambi I'm, the Bambi is a boy and snakes poop are the two things that were really upsetting me as we got started today. That and the fact that Ryan brought to my attention, man, he's like, think about all the time that you spent in the military and in and academies and doing training and doing physical fitness and learning how to use firearms and all this stuff. All that time just training so you could sit in front of a screen for like eight hours a day. <laughs> And just talk to a screen with all you lovely people out there. So that's what I've trained my life to do. And now I make little musings about the idea that snakes poop. And sometimes that poop is catastrophic. None of that has anything to do with the censorship. We're going to talk about censorship today. We're going to be talking about uh, transgender ideology uh, kind of working its way into the worst place it could be, the foster care system. We're going to be talking about the black vote problem that Joe Biden has. Go figure. You got any uh, you got any racist clips of uh, Joe Biden? I didn't even ask you for this, Ryan, but I'm guessing you got some ideas about uh, what Biden might do, given the opportunity to say something stupid about uh, random black people. He might say something awkward. Anyhow, he's got a uh, an entire he's got an entire population set that he thought he was going to be able to capture because black people are all supposed to vote as they're told, apparently. And yet they might not be. So we're going to cover all those things before we do that. Let's cover our first sponsor. Everybody's upset about the uh, the poop idea. In the chat, I apologize about that. Let's talk about something that is not related to those things. Let's talk about survival, which if you guys are not going to fourpatriots.com slash Kyle, you got to figure out something because it's probably going to get rough in this country. We have Biden for at least another year. We've got an election coming up. God knows what they're going to do. You got media matters out there trying to censor all your thoughts. Four Patriots, 
com slash Kyle will give you access to the website that's going to give you all of the deals that we have arranged with them. You can find out whether you want to get a Patriot Power Generator, the 2000X. Those things look pretty pretty spicy, by the way. I know some of you guys have actually been tagging me on some of the purchases you've been making, but uh, they sent me some of their emergency food. It's a great option if you guys want to have something that's shelf-stable, will last up to 25 years, packed in America, and uh, they have patriotic sort of low visible, uh, low visibility type packaging throw that sucker in your truck you never know when you're going to be out and about you might get stuck in like i don't know like a hamas protest because some random teenagers from some college nearby decided to lose their minds about something they don't understand get the one-year survival pack you guys can do that you could do a three-month survival pack you can do the 72-hour survival pack figure out what your risk is what your need is make a purchase there at fourpatriots.com. make sure you use our promo code kyle fourpatriots.com slash kyle and then you'll be able to make sure you've hedged against one of the weird uncertainties that exists in life and there are many one of the things that has been certain in the last couple of years is that if you are a conservative, you are going to get targeted on anti-social media and in the mainstream media, and you're going to have an entire apparatus, whether it be government or um, government sort of interfacing with private entities, they are going to try to censor you. And Elon Musk and Rumble had a fun experience yesterday. I'll say fun in air quotes. Uh, there was a denial of service attack that, that happened on Rumble. Some of you guys know this. The entire site was shut down for the afternoon. And interestingly enough, Rumble shared a, a video or a uh, like a, a graphic of where the majority of those attacks were coming from. And they were coming from right outside of Washington, D.C. I'm sure that's totally coincidental that they were attacking one of the free speech platforms that we love, that Dan Bongino loves, that Louder with Crowder go with. Why is that? Why would they be attacking them? It's very interesting. And I think it has to do with this sort of censorship apparatus that is feeling impotent. And on its last legs in some ways, because people are so much more aware and the information is coming in real time. Ryan, you and I had a conversation the other day, maybe uh, two, three weeks back, where we were talking about, uh, this would have gone back to the beginning of October, I guess, where we saw what was happening with the propaganda spin, the pro-Hamas spin, and the, the pro-Israel spins, and everybody was basically getting whipped up for this new idea of throwing money into another war. And you said that was the first time that you've actually been aware of the spin happening in real time. I think a lot of people are getting to that point, right? I mean, you were there looking at it and going, okay, this is all BS. They're selling me a bill of goods. And people are starting to see that in real time. And so that is making this sort of uh, apparatus that is that is so contingent on your belief systems that you are going to blindly follow them. That's what's going on right now. They're getting really scared of it. Let's pull up this full first article here. This is actually the article that spun off. This is from Media Matters for America. We're going to cover who they are in a second. But the article is entitled, X is placing ads for Amazon, NBA Mexico, NBC Universal, and others next to content with white nationalist hashtags. Now, they call themselves a reporting agency. Uh, Media Matters for America is a propaganda organization. They've been around for almost 20 years. Many of you have heard their name. You know that you don't like them. Instinctively, you know that, but you may not know what they're all about. And we're going to talk about what they're about and how they got founded and what they're trying to do. Because if you understand what they're trying to do, then you'll know that whatever they say, like the opposite is probably true and real. And luckily, we also have some of the fearless reporting going on over at Public that actively debunked it. Basically, what they did is they went and they simulated the experiment that Media Matters was engaged in and tried to simulate the results, and they actually had a hard time doing so. So here's what it says. It says, IBM announced yesterday that it's going to be suspending its advertising on Twitter, or X, formerly Twitter, after Media Matters reported that the platform is placing its ads next to promoting Adolf Hitler and the Nazi party. This is actually them saying, we have achieved their goal. This particular article that we have splashed up on the screen here is gloating. 
okay? It is gloating at the success of what they did. They indicated that there would be racist content side-by-side things like IBM, Amazon, NBC, uh, so on and so forth. And by doing that, because they're they're literally just trying to say the, the X platform is associating you with things like hashtag keep Europe white, hashtag white pride, hashtag WLM, white lives matter. I don't know how uh, WLM, white lives matter, would be racist. I think you can say black lives matter, and that's fine. In fact, that'll get you a trip to the White House. But anyhow, um, th- that being sort of thrown to the side. What they are trying to do is they are trying to show advertisers that you are now going to tarnish your brand if you put money on X. And why would that be? Because Elon Musk actually appears to, and even the people that we were a little bit worried about, his uh, his censorships are, turned out to be pretty decent. There is some things that will get you censored. If you use the F word, which Ryan has found out pretty recently on there, they will uh, they'll toss you out. If you say the words tranny, they will try to censor you and they will limit your reach. But all that being said, they generally speaking will allow you to have any political view you have. There's some profanities and some, some slurs that they'll call it that you can't do. They're, what they're doing is they're trying to find a way to pull revenue away. And this is what Media Matters has always done. It's trying to scare off advertisers. If they can't scare off the people that are going to go and consume the content, then they will take the money away from it so they will try to get people to bend their will based on the basic financial pressures that you would normally have. This is like a boycott, but it's being done in a very surreptitious way, and it's being done in a very disingenuous way. It says X's problem with advertising comes as Elon Musk praises the pernicious pernicious anti-Semitic conspiracy theory that Jewish communities are supporting hordes of minorities who are quote unquote flooding into this country to replace white people. This is just straight slur. None of this stuff has to be about reality. If you ever listen to Elon Musk, he's actually kind of a liberal and he's actually kind of down the middle, but it says, this is, this is the real key. This is where the key of this particular article comes in. Aside from his own rhetoric, I'm reading directly from this piece, which was written by a guy named Eric Hanakoki. Is that right? Hanakoki, Hananoki. All right. He says, Musk has opened the floodgates to hateful content by reversing bans on anti-Muslim bigotry, so he's allowing people to have opinions about Muslims that are not necessarily favorable, white nationalists, which is very confusing to me, white nationalists versus uh, white supremacists, they try to slur them together, but, mm-hmm. and anti-Semites. Now, here's the fun thing. Liberals historically in this country, as we covered the other day, they they actually used to get funding. They would put money towards things like the ACLU that would defend the rights of anti-Semitic, neo-Nazi, pro-Hitler types to march and to walk around in predominantly Jewish neighborhoods because they believed that the freedom of speech was absolute. And more importantly, that your ability to communicate and to speak freely let you expose your terrible and crappy ideas to sunlight. And people went like, those people suck. I don't want to be part of them. I'm going to think the opposite, but I'm really glad I know that they're out there. And by the way, I kind of want to know who they are so I don't hire them. I don't want to associate them. I don't want my kids hanging out with them. They actually used to know that exposing people and letting them have their voice would let them kind of uh, teeter out like a toddler having a temper tantrum. If you don't pay attention to the toddler who's holding their breath on the floor, if you go walk away and bake a loaf of bread and you come back, your kid's not going to be passed out dead on the floor. Your kid is going to be playing with his Legos in the corner because he got bored because he didn't get the reaction he looked for. And that's what you do when you open these things up to basic basic freedom of speech. You allow bad speech to just sort of quiver and then it just sort of uh, rots away and it, it dies out on the vine. It will simply just blow away as it dries off because nobody wants it. This is uh, quoting the article again. His his company has also financially rewarded extremists. So here it is. He's paying pro-Hitler people, right? Including 
paying $3,000, oh, a whole $3,000 to a pro-Hitler Holocaust denial account through X's ad revenue sharing program. Let's just say this. The revenue sharing program that comes in from X is not that impressive. It's also algorithmic and it's based on the number of people that respond to you. It's based on the amount of engagement and the amount of advertisements that they can show based on people going back and forth with you, what we call engagement. So that's people responding, replying, retweeting, sharing, saying that they hate you, whatever it is. And even though even though Media Matters criticized this particular account, which has almost 100,000 followers, it wasn't suspended. And that's the real problem here. And that's what they're really talking about. What they want is they want for you to be so outraged that you're going to take your, your time, your money, your attention, your, your advertising dollars away from X simply because X allows bad speech instead of uh, censoring them, which is what they want. They want you to just shut down all the speech they don't like. And it's not just that speech. This is something kind of funny. We didn't cover this and I don't have a, a screenshot of it, but I was looking on this particular article from Media Matters. And one of the best things is on the thing, it says the latest on the right-hand side of their page. And as I look at it, they've got something about Fox News. They've got something about Sean Hannity again. So another Fox News. Then they have something from Matt Walsh, which is absolutely hilarious. That was actually what I was laughing about beforehand. You talk about the weird things that you've been thinking about. Um, how about this? Matt Walsh, by the way, there's no commentary on this. They literally just copied and pasted a uh, transcript from Matt Walsh's podcast. It says, Matt Walsh, quote, societally, the effects of cigarettes are actually pretty positive, end quote. That's it. That's the thing they think is going to smear you. Remember the left? Like how many how many people on the political right are smoking versus the people on the political left? I don't know. All the kind of losers that are standing outside of a bar that are smoking cigarettes tend to have like a ton of tattoos. They tend not to lift weights. Um, I mean, the, the smokers in this world right now, I think, are more left than right. But I'll, I'm open to being told otherwise. Well, generally speaking, because people who are on the right tend to have kids, people on the left less and less and young people that are smoking tend to be more lit. That's just my impression. But this is their thing. They're trying to smear him because he says, if you go back to like the 40s, everybody was smoking. Everywhere you go, everything smells like cigarettes. And back then, we were a highly productive nation. They think that is like somehow hurting Matt Walsh's brand. It's an interesting thought. There's something very social about people engaging in cigarette smoke. And even when you used to make them go outside in the 80s when I was a kid, they would make people go outside. And if you always saw, there was always like a group of employees that always knew what was going on. It was like the water cooler people were inside and they had sort of like censored conversations that were appropriate for the workplace. The smokers were outside the door and they were 50 yards away from the entrance. And they were all smoking, like telling the, we, we, we have an expression in the military, smoking and joking. They were out there telling the dirty jokes and telling the things that were going on that uh, that really was interesting. The real scuttlebutt of the office was being told by the smokers. He's not wrong, um, but the fact that they're offended by it, it just tells you it's like pearl-clutching nonsense. And so let's, let's debunk it. Let's continue on and do a debunking with our friends over at Public. Now, Public, what they did is they went, okay, you have this contention that Elon Musk is supporting evil ideas. Can we duplicate your experiment? Can we use the scientific method? And what it says here, here's the, uh, the entire article. It's written by Michael Schellenberger and the same as yesterday, Alex Gutentang. It says, uh, Democrats need to censor and spread disinformation behind the media war on Elon Musk's ex. They need disinformation. Do you remember them? They were chirping about misinformation and malinformation and disinformation, all that stuff during COVID. And they make it up as they go. They totally make it up. We could not. This is from uh, from Schellenberger's piece. We could not replicate Media Matters finding a corporate ad placed near neo-Nazi and white supremacist content. That's the bottom line. They couldn't get it to do it. So what do they do? Essentially speaking, they went out and they said the only way that they were able to get white supremacist content alongside of 
um, major brand advertisements like Apple and uh, Bravo, which is NBC Universal and IBM and Oracle and all these others, the only way they were able to do that in theory was that they created these ridiculous accounts which you would have to go and curate your own timeline. If you guys don't know how these social media sites work, what they do is you follow um, some pro Hitler account and then you follow Jews or garbage and you follow like all these other little things. You go find a bunch of these accounts. I'm making them up. I don't know what they're called. I don't follow them. But if you did, theoretically, the algorithm would say, oh, you like people that are like this and they'll see the other types of followers and the other types of content, and the other types of hashtags, and it'll feed you more of what you want. We had a long running joke that we were going to create one that was like a big trans uh, following account and then make one of our, our friends who's a reporter just watch nothing but TikToks from a trans following account and see what kind of stuff the algorithm fed him and then found out if he was transgender in 30 days, if he just like lived in a barn. It's an interesting idea. So the algorithm is going to feed you what you say you like. It goes, okay, we want to encourage you engaging on our app, so we're going to send you more. The problem with what uh, Media Matters did is they created a fake X account, and apparently they created several of them. Then they refreshed them over and over and over again, frantically, in order to get to what they wanted to see. And eventually, after doing it dozens and dozens and dozens of times, they were able to get screenshots that were these things of the hateful content that they were looking for. They were looking for it on this fake account and a brand advertisement that they could go. And then they'd say, oh my God, the best part for me was when X answered it, X being Twitter, they came back and they said, look, um, you're the only person that ever saw that content because you created a uniquely anti-Semitic white supremacy based account. And then you worked long enough to be able to get the algorithm to recommend the thing that you wanted to see next to the advertisement that you were trying to go after. And you are a unique impression in this world. You're the only one who ever saw it. It's not a problem except because you made it a problem and it's fake. They basically created a fake scandal, which oh. is what Media Matters does. Here's an interesting statement. Uh, they said, of the 5.5 billion advertising impressions on X that day, less than 50 total ad impressions were served against the organic content featured in the Media Matters article. 5.5 billion. That's a lot of zeros, folks, versus 50. And almost all those 50 were independently curated by Media Matters to create a fake scandal. Now, as uh, the people at Public say, as Schellenberger and Gutentank say, like you shouldn't just take X's word on it because they're going to defend their ad policy because that's how they make money, right? Of course. So let's dig into it deeper. And what did they find? They created a similar account. They followed the same accounts as were laid out by the Media Matters account, and they were unable to recreate this problem. That means that they had to sit there all day and re-click, click, click, and they ran out of time doing it. They did, so they, they did 10 refreshes, and it didn't show up during any of those. They did another 10 refreshes. So in 20 organic refreshes, which is most people's entire day on this account, it didn't show up. Okay? But they still lost advertisers, and that was the goal. So who in the hell are these clowns over at Media Matters? Let's, uh, let's do our sponsors over at – let's do uh, Patriot Coolers because you know what? They're the opposite. They're the exact opposite of this kind of shell game that's being played. I've got one on my desk right now. You guys are seeing. Some of you guys mentioned that I was very caffeinated today. I am, in fact, coming in pretty hot. Uh, this one is 90% done. This is my 16-ounce. Keep the 16-ounce on the desk. We've got the other one over here. Bam. Go big screen for me. Here it is. This is the 19-ounce travel mug. Folks, if you're traveling around and it's cold where you live, it's not even cold in Texas yet. It makes me a little bit angry. But if it's cold where you live and you want to keep something hot, get one of these tumblers at patriotcoolers.com. Use promo code Kyle, K-Y-L-E. K-Y-L-E is the promo code. You just type in patriotcoolers with an S in the end.com and check them out. If you want to keep something cold and it doesn't want to thaw, 
because you've got a heater running in your car and you want to keep your groceries cold, you can start with these. I'm telling you, having a uh, a, a rotomoted cooler in the back of your minivan or your car in the trunk, it is actually like one of the life hacks that I have most enjoyed. I almost always had a cooler in my life. I've always had one. It always hung out in my storage. It hung out in my garage. And I'd go, yeah, I have that if I ever need it, if I go camping like three times a year. You can use it almost every single day when you go grocery shopping. And if you have kids the way we do, we're almost always grocery shopping every single day. I throw it in there. That way you go like, oh, I wonder if we should drive through in and out or I wonder if we should do something else. I wonder if we have to go directly home. The fact of the matter is if you have them in a cooler, you don't. And those are good ones. They say they say Patriot on them. They're very attractive. They're a solid, solid piece of kit. PatriotCoolers.com. Use promo code Kyle, 10% off. There it is. It's free shipping. All right. Uh, should we keep going? Let's talk about who Media Matters is. Who are these clowns? Like, who are these evil clowns that are out there that are trying to get rid of the uh, the advertisers for a free speech platform? It's very clear. They were founded in 04. I went to directly to the source. I went to a LibSource Wikipedia. It's also listed in the article by Public, by the way. Um, most of the stuff they grabbed, they it, it's, it's straight up. They call it a front for the Democratic Party. So Public did a good job covering it down. They talk about some of the things they've done. I'm just going to try to get it from a even more biased source that is in favor of Media Matters because that is what Wikipedia is. They refer to it as a left-linging 501c3 nonprofit organization and media watchdog group. No, it is a propaganda outfit. We're going to be real clear about that, but we'll let them say what they say. It was founded in 04 by David Brock as a counterweight to the Media Research Center, which is the conservative version of it. You never hear anybody talking about the Media Research Center, do you? Um, Newsbusters? Yeah, they do an okay job. It just turns out they just play things from the news when everybody is saying the exact same words. I don't know. You look at the people that are on the political left and the people on the political right, it just seems to me that it's far more fair on the political right. doesn't mean there's not some propaganda points. But when we're talking about what's going on, where you literally are going to just talk about my, Matt Walsh said smoking might be good. I mean, the guy's got a point. It was founded in, uh, in May of 2004. Supposedly, David Brock was a conservative journalist, and then he became a prominent Democrat. Go figure. Um, what they don't say until you get all the way down mid-fold on this stuff is that, in fact, they had their first office space in which Podesta was it? John Podesta. It was in John Podesta's office area, and it was basically office space that was paid for by the Center for American Progress, which is a Democratic think tank, which Podesta established a little bit earlier. And it's very, very obviously Clinton affiliated because John Podesta was the former chief of staff to Bill Clinton, was a major advisor to Hillary Clinton, who, of course, was an advisor to Media Matters early on in their stages, saying that they believed that they should go after conservatives by forming think tanks and advocacy groups to support their political goals, laid the groundwork for her 2016 presidential campaign. A lot of evil things have come from Media Matters. They're all Clinton-affiliated, and the Podestas are pretty evil things. I don't care if you believe in the Pizzagate or not. I'm just saying they've been doing some nasty, ugly stuff. They're ugly political operatives for a very long time. They do not publish, Media Matters does not, uh, publish a comprehensive list of donors. Why not? Because they don't want you to know. Why would they want you to know who's giving the money? where it comes from. There's some pretty uh, dark allegations about where that money comes from, Soros, et cetera. Um, not surprisingly, they focus on things that are completely backwards to what most, I would say, m Americans in the middle. It's a far left organization. You would obviously see that sort of thing. Oh, and they received about $2 million in federally backed small business loans from Bank of America as part of the Paycheck Protection Program, which was a government loan forgiveness program that happened during COVID. So that's nice. Uh, it's funded by you and me. And everybody. Anyhow, Media Matters is an activist group. 
And their goal is to smear and destroy conservative platforms. And if you're going to say that Elon Musk is a conservative because he simply wants free speech, I think you're the enemy. I think you're the enemy. It's an un-American position to say that people should not be able to express their ideas, however bad they are, whether it be snakes pooping or whether it be people advocating in favor of pro-Hitler policies. I'd rather know what they are up front and then have to wonder who are my kids dealing with? It's like, no, I saw his face. Uh, he was out there on Twitter. It was easy to know. Boom. Uh, I don't want that person hanging around. I don't want that teacher. I want libs of TikTok exposing these clowns. They consider that to be hit pieces. It's like they're just taking their own words. This is what we want. We want these kind of things. Expose it to sunlight and let it die on the vine if it's a bad idea. It's the best way to go about it. Let's uh, let's push on because all this stuff is, is totally unlikable to most Americans. And it turns out that the censorship apparatus, which has been pushed by Joe Biden and been pushed by Democrats, you guys have been victims of it. Many of you, you've been banned from these platforms and you have to go and create new accounts and things like that. All of this stuff is not very favorable to Joe Biden, it turns out. He's having a real big problem. And so we came out of Catholic vote today uh, on the loop, which we'll talk about in a minute. But there's a couple of different um, outlets that are covering this all at the same time. And that always tells me if everybody is covering it, then there's a reason and what's going on. So let's start with the CNN version of it. You're seeing fault lines here. This is Biden's best hope of reversing his slide with black and brown voters. Why is it always about race? Why does it always come down to race? Why do they have to simplify? Like, my black friends are just like my white friends or just like my Hispanic friends. They own guns. They like to lift weights. They lived, uh, They serve in the military or law enforcement or both. They care about law and order. They're fathers to their children. Like, I, I don't know a different, like, if you try to draw a line other than skin tone, you would find very little difference between my house and my friends who have different colored skin. It's not about skin color. It's about values, Right. And, and it's always been about that. But Democrats have to try to, to frame it this way, and maybe not even just Democrats, but full leftists, including CNN propaganda pieces from their politics thing. And, and this is supposedly analysis. Why are they advocating a position? Biden has a best hope of reversing his slide. Like, they shouldn't care. They should just say, Joe Biden is uh, slipping with these voters. Some strategies, you know, here are some strategies that he has suggested might work. Uh, you know, we we weigh the pros and cons of them. That's not what they do. These are all advocate pieces. None of these things are about journalism. And a lot of this came because Media Matters back in 04 started pushing the needle um, farther and farther to the left about what was appropriate. And they moved a lot of young, quote unquote, journalists away from journalism into activism, which is what you're seeing right here. Uh, this particular piece says Joe Biden's weakness in the polls among non-white voters it's so gross. I like if anybody was going to ask like the list of things that you would describe yourself with, the word white would be one of the last, if not the last, if not never described because I just don't care. And honestly, race doesn't even factor into most of my friends either. Um, I am seeing a fun advertisement on my screen right now for Jose Bank, though, and uh, it's a bunch of different colored people and they all look nice in suits. Go figure. All right. Uh, Non-white voters boosting Republican hopes that the GOP is poised to extend its most important political breakthrough of modern times. Uh, that would be a second Donald Trump presidency, obviously, and potentially reshape the competition between the two parties along the way. Uh, maybe if we could just reshape it to not including race. That'd be really nice. The most consequential political gain for Republicans in recent decades has been their increase in strength among working class white voters. Gross. Why do they do that? Because Democrats actually used to just be about labor unions and about advocating more government intervention, right? 
instead of totalitarianism, which is where they sit now. I mean, just picture the Joe Biden, the red speech where he's got his hands up and he's doing the Hitler thing and he's got the Marines on either side at Independence Hall. Like that is for me the most iconic image. If that is not being played over and over again, this is what you're voting for versus, you know, Donald Trump standing in front of a bunch of people and and them cheering with American flags that are in normal color. This racist stuff is so gross, but it continues on. They're basically tracking this back to uh, Nixon and Reagan and the 70s and the 80s. uh, And then it it apparently peaked grabbing these white working class, lower middle class voters with Donald Trump. Why is that? Why would Donald Trump appeal to them? Because he says what's true? Because he's kind of an ass sometimes? Because he's not polite? Because he's closer to the people that are having cigarettes outside of the door, smoking cigarettes and joking in the in the dirty jokes that need to be told sometimes to blow off a little bit of steam. We used to know that if you if you blow off some steam verbally, then you're not going to do it physically. That camaraderie, that sense of being able to belong. You didn't you could have been a weirdo and still been a smoker and still hung out with the smoker crew and you were still part of them. Why? Because when you walked in you smelled like cigarettes like everybody else. I don't know. I didn't plan on talking about the Matt Walsh piece, but the more I think about it, of course it makes sense. Of course it makes sense that they would go after people that were smoking because it built community. Weirdly enough, Right. And all of you smokers, if you guys are smokers, you know what I'm talking about. And if you're vaping, that's not the same thing. Like smoke or don't smoke. Don't give me this vape stuff. Ryan, I'm looking at you. I know you like to vape. I hear I hear Ryan vaping sometimes. He's going to stop. He's going to go back to smoking for real. (laughs) Don't be a quitter, man. Don't be a quitter. (laughs) I'm going to advocate against. I'm going to be the only person that's like vaping is for wimps. Like get out there and smoke a cigarette, like light it up. Uh, There was there was an argument that that Wall said that says you can't argue that tobacco made America. uh, It built America, which it did. Obviously, it was one of the big cash crops. There's a whole bunch of arguments. We'll do a pro smoking thing just for the sake of argument, just because it'll piss people off. Um, In any case, that's awesome. This rightward shift of white and non-white voters. Uh, that's all white. That's all voters. Just so you guys know, the, the the rightward shift of all voters is what they're arguing. Do you guys feel like this country is tilting dramatically to the right? I mean, they're probably correct. They're saying it's people without a college degree. Why is that? Why is it? Because maybe colleges are indoctrination factories that are sitting out there and trying to churn out mindless libs that look like non what are they called? Non-player characters, NPC. If you guys don't know what the NPC thing is, they always show this sort of like grayed out meme and it has like a face that's generic like all the other faces. An NPC, a non-player character, is a computer-run character on a video game that basically it's not another person that's that's running it. It's running on an algorithm as well. And it just says what it's supposed to say no matter what you do. Think about uh, the old Nintendo games. You run into The Legend of Zelda and you'd like walk into the store and the storekeeper would go, you're like, welcome, weary traveler. Like, do you want to make a purchase? You know, and then you walk out and you walk back in and be like, welcome, weary traveler. Do you want to make a purchase? That's an NPC. Like when you go up to them, and you go, um, I think that the vaccines are unsafe. And they're like, oh, safe and effective. Like, put on your mask. Like those people, NPCs, they just respond with whatever the trigger is you give them. You showed up to them. They tell you to go get a booster shot, that kind of thing. So this rightward <laughs> shift is happening on people. It turns out that people that didn't go to college are thinking more in this country. There's more critical thinking happening if you didn't go to college. That's bass backwards. That is exactly the opposite of what it's supposed to look like. In any case, these people are doing it. Let's pull up the Fox News article because Fox News covered it with my favorite race hustling grifter. They brought uh, a little commentary on MSNBC's Al Sharpton. I cannot believe that the skeleton that is Al Sharpton is still doing media, that people still take him seriously in places, although I don't know how serious anybody is on MSNBC. But sure enough, he's out there and he's urging Biden to campaign specifically to black voters because they found out in a New York Times poll that 22% of black voters now prefer Trump over Biden. That is a tectonic shift in the vote. And I don't think black voters vote uh, because they're black. 
I think they vote because they're like regular people, like every other person. I happen to believe in individualism. Go figure. Call me a crazy. But I think that black voters are having the same problems that white voters and Hispanic voters and Asian voters and every other kind of voters. All voters are looking around going, uh, this country was better off a little while ago. I had more money in my pocket and I could afford my mortgage. And I could afford to buy a house and uh, the interest rates weren't so damn high and gas prices were better, although they're coming down. It's just because it's winter, folks. The, the, I was looking the other day. I was like, man, gas prices seem pretty tolerable. They're still higher than they were under Trump during the, you know, they're like summer prices under Trump is the winter prices under Biden. At the end of the day, it says there's a lack of enthusiasm among younger voters, particularly young black voters. Why is that? Why are they, why are they not enthusiastic about an 81-year-old white guy who's a dick? Like Biden is a dick to everybody. He's been a dick for a long time. He's been an absolute jerk. So there's a there's this lack of enthusiasm about him. The Biden campaign needs to take it seriously. This is what Sharpton is saying. You really need to build a ground game movement from the bottom up rather than poo-poo it and be in denial. Um, Biden doesn't understand social media. And we found out that Corrine Jean-Pierre is the one who's running the White House, you know, Joe Biden account. It's not like the president's out there tweeting. Like we know President Trump was actually sitting on a toilet like rage tweeting first thing in the morning, the way that many of you do, but the way that I sometimes do. He was sitting on his own toilet and he was running his own Twitter account. In fact, that was the biggest bane of the Trump uh, you know, media team. They were trying to keep Trump from just communicating directly with the people. He's like, here's my crafty thoughts. I hate Rosie O'Donnell, like whatever. He was out there tweeting. You think Joe Biden even knows how to use his cell phone? He barely can check his own watch without falling asleep while soldiers are being transferred from things that he screwed up and killed them doing. I mean... I'm just saying the reason why young people don't associate with it is because he's a thousand years old and nobody believes he won because nobody likes him. Like whenever you meet people who like Joe Biden, like, is anyone really excited about it? My friend used to have this expression about moldy cheese in the desert. He would talk about um, like ugly, ugly women as dating partners. This goes for ugly men too, guys. So this is not like sex, sex dependent, but just imagine like someone who's really ugly, like, it's nice to have companionship, so maybe it's like moldy cheese in the desert. Like, it'll save your life if you're starving, but, like, you're not getting excited about it. You're like, oh, moldy cheese, it's my favorite. Except the weirdos out there that like blue cheese. Some of you guys like blue cheese. I don't know what that's about. Blue vein cheese, me and my father-in-law actually share that in common. We both don't understand why people like blue cheese. Um, it's, it's not right. Just take that for what it's worth. You guys will always know I will stand against blue cheese. But I will stand for your right to eat it, even though you're weird. All right. Um, Al Sharpton, he's saying it's a problem. Okay. And then here's what's even funnier. I went to another piece of CNN politics. And what we found is that it says these young Michigan voters are divided on Biden's handling of the Israel Hamas war. And they aren't guaranteeing him his vote. So we talked about black people who is in the, uh, in the Al Sharpton camp, the race hustling camp. And he's worried. And then, uh, and then we've got this, this, this CNN article here. I'm not even sure I brought it up. It's by John King. That guy looks like a mask. He doesn't look like a real person. You guys know who John King is. Uh, maybe, maybe Ryan will pull up a picture just for funsies. But it just said the midterms are over and the finals are uh, ahead in a semester. <laughs> That's bringing a new experiment at the Wayne State sophomore Maya Sigma. I'm joining the breakdancing club. I'm learning a new skill and it kind of shocks people. It's a little bit unexpected, but it's really fun. This is not the biggest challenge for her. She's, she's active in the Jewish campus club. And she visits this lounge and its library now includes being greeted by police officers who are standing watch outside. This is the new normal since the October 7th Hamas terror attacks. The fact that we need a police officer outside the office is upsetting, she said, and she's studying to be a social worker. You think she leans left if she's going to be a social worker? There's definitely a divide between the pro-Palestinian students and the pro-Israel students. The division is very clear. The tensions on campus are very high. 
It's a sprawling 200-acre campus outside of Detroit. You can imagine how that votes. That's just down the street from you there, Ryan, isn't it? Wayne State, you know that one? Right down. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. About 30 minutes away. All right. And the place takes uh, pride in being part of America's great city resurgence. There's 24,000 students. Didn't they just have a shooting there? Was that at Wayne State or was that somewhere else? Michigan State. Michigan State. Okay, a different one. Uh, community supports abortion rights. So it's pretty left-leaning. LGBTQ rights. Those are running high. College camps come up. Uh, college costs, rather, come up. Climate crisis. Oh, all the lefty favorites. And yet they don't necessarily love Biden because he's doing a weak job. He's doing a weak job of whatever it is that they think he's doing a weak job of. The fact of the matter is he's old and he's out of touch and he's not doing it. She calls herself an Israeli Jewish. Whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) We got to do this one again. This is a direct quote. I love these people. Children, if you have a bunch of hyphens in your in your thing and you can't just say I'm an American who lives in America and I'm from Michigan, like if you can't just say what state you are and what you're about, like I'm a social work student from Detroit. She says, I'm an Israeli Jewish Israeli American. My head just broke thinking about that. Imagine how many things you need to label yourself with. You're you're like 19 years old. Like the concept of you is very fluid. All the things you think right now are going to be changed in 20 years. But this girl, and by the way, she's she's like this like kind of chunky, very homely looking chick with these like Harry Potter looking glasses. You guys aren't seeing it, but it's not impressive. Um, she says she took a break from campus to join a, a march in support of Israel in Washington, D.C., There's a shift in young people to political activism. That's always been the case. Young people have always been interested in politics. She said, it hasn't been interesting to me, but I'm advocating for the Jewish population. And the fact that the Democrat Party is seeming to be very pro-Hamas is going to run off a bunch of young liberal Jewish people, boys and girls. They're going to look and go, this party does not support me and it is not safe. There she is. And there's John King. I really dislike him. I don't know why his face looks ridiculous. He does look like a mask. He looks like he could have been one of the masks from the... um, from Point Break. I love to bring up Point Break when possible. John Kerry and this guy both could have been Point Break president masks. Long and short of it is, we're dealing with a problem that that they're identifying, that, that Biden is not likable to black, brown, young working class white people, Jewish Israeli students that have pretty much always been, you know, on the political left. We're well, not always, but at least in my lifetime. We're dealing with a major crisis for them. So how are they going to be able to, to lie about 81 million votes, you think, folks? They need to censor it all. They need to get media matters worked up into a tizzy. And they also need to divide and conquer with a bunch of other weird things because rather than spend money on our military doing what it's supposed to do, let's bring up this crazy nonsense. Uh, The DOD is spending millions of dollars. This is original reporting coming from Catholic Vote. This came straight out of the loop. Um, let's just do the loop real quick before we do it. Let's let's say thanks to them. Catholic Vote has been supporting us. You guys know that. You can go to catholicvote.org and you can give to their uh, donation center, which is going to be on the top right-hand side. It's a little green button at catholicvote.org. You can make any kind of a one do- one-time donation. You can do a monthly donation. And what are you getting for that? One, you're supporting the Kyle Serafin Show. They, they keep us uh, in bread money here at the Serafin House. 100%. I will just, we, we won't get too deep into it, but they are our biggest sponsor by far because they believe what we're doing and they believe in the free speech and they literally have never told me anything about the content that I cover or told me what I can or can't say. I just send it, as you guys probably can tell. I just send whatever my thoughts are and my feelings. So you can support Catholic Vote. We'd be really appreciative. Um, Tell them if they have an opportunity in there for you to say it, where you came from. You can also check out The Loop, which is their email. We're covering some of that. They are doing some original reporting. 
They're starting to hire on actual reporters to do actual uh, reporting on information that you're going to want to know coming out of the Catholic news or the Catholic vote news feed. You don't have to be Catholic to like this. The word Catholic actually means universal. These are not affiliated with the Catholic Church, just lest you know otherwise. These are people that are that are practicing Catholics that are running it, but they are not affiliated with the Catholic Church in any way, shape, or form. You're not supporting another church. You're supporting an advocacy group that cares about faith, family, and freedom, and they support us. So anyway, if you want to do that, we really do appreciate them. Let's cover the story because this is actually really good reporting. Their news feed is going to show it. Um, despite the failing the annual budget audit, you guys know this, like basically the, the Pentagon never actually passes an audit. It always fails. The Biden administration, uh, DOD, is going to spend hundreds of millions of dollars. We should say that more than once. Hundreds of millions of dollars, like a, like a big, big chunk of a billion dollars in taxpayer money on quote unquote diversity initiatives. And everybody knows, everybody knows that if you really want the best war fighting organization in the history of humanity, what you really need to do is find out if you can get enough women that had two moms to be recruited and guys that aren't sure what to do with their genitals. If they are confused about uh, what the penis is for, then that's the best kind of marine, marinus. Uh, no idea what to do with the penis makes the best marinus is going to be the new uh, tagline for the Marine Corps, I think. Absolutely bizarre. Okay, Daily Wire is talking about it as well. It says uh, the Pentagon could drop nearly $270 million. It's a quarter of a billion dollars in taxpayer funds to fund the DEI initiatives. By the way, DEI, have you you guys always noticed? It's like it started off as like LGB and then LGBT because they wanted to add people that didn't know what to do with their body parts. So now we have those commixed. The DEI is growing as well. It's got it's got um, accessibility in there. Diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility. I guess that's for people that uh, like to list all of their disabilities out loud. Have you ever heard one of these people do it too, by the way, like a TikTok video? They're like, I'm neurodivergent and socially awkward and PTSD suffering. Just spare me. But that's the where they go. The girl got arrested? Yeah, they, they're all like that. Yeah, that poor girl, that Indian girl. <laughs> but I'm like, a, I have generational trauma. These people are crazy. Uh, DEI initiatives are going to be added $270 million taxpayer funds from 2022 to 2024. So that's going, we're right in the middle of it right now. That's what the spending is going to be increasing. They've scaled up the spending on DEI. Now they've added an A in the past three years, jumping from $68 million in 2022 to $86 million in 23. And it's going to go to 114, almost $115 million. That is so much money that could run small cities. And they're spending it on simply trying to increase their diversity quotas. Um, sounds like the FBI. Just absolutely backwards. They, uh, they have an entire glossary now with hundreds of terms that came out of the NSA. This was also broken over a Daily Wire, talking about a 34-page glossary of DEI terms, blaming white Europeans for settler colonialism and attacks of white fragility, warning about trans misogyny. <laughs> it's so crazy. Where do these people come from? These are the same people that are on the media matter side. They are attacking you for being a regular person that thinks like maybe smoking is like your own right and you can do whatever you want. They're attacking you with that. And uh, in the meantime, they're just tweeting out and sharing and funding with government money. Absolutely insane propositions. But it's a lot more nefarious than that because doing the diversity uh, agenda, pushing a quarter of a billion dollars into diversity, means you're going to have to have an opportunity cost. There's not unlimited money, even though the government prints it all it does. And so you get things like what's going on in Hawaii. Did you guys see this? Let's just play that video. I don't even think we need the sound for the video, Ryan. Let's play this video. This was a, uh, a naval, this was landing at the Marine Corps Air Station 
uh, in Hawaii. This is a Navy Poseidon surveillance plane. Um, you'll notice that it's not on the runway and it's not in the air in this video. If you're watching on Rumble, what you're seeing is there's a plane and it's in the ocean. The plane doesn't go in the ocean usually, except when it overshoots the runway. Now, this could have been a natural thing that just happens every so often, but I don't see an awful lot of planes that size landing not on the ground. That's usually where you want to put them. This wasn't a training failure. This was a missed the runway overshot and landed in the water. Now, all uh, nine members of the crew were rescued. They were fine. They were able to get to shore. It doesn't look like an inexpensive problem. What do you think it costs to put a plane in the ocean and then pull it out and then deal with it? it reminds me of that scene from Dagobah where Luke Skywalker puts his X-Wing down in the uh, <laughs> into the swamp. And then you're like, oh, no. And then they've got it, and he's like, he's got it lifted out, and he's doing the force, and is draining all the swampy water out, jacked up all the electronics and stuff. He's going to have to go into space smelling like a bunch of seaweed and, and swamp. These guys put this plane down there. So maybe we should be spending our money on military stuff. Maybe we should be putting money into training. This was a Washington-based crew. They weren't from Hawaii. How about not throwing all your cash into figuring out like what to do with your penis and your, your, your JJ? How about you figure out how to put the plane where it belongs on the tarmac instead of leaving it in the middle of the bay? Just an interesting thought. That's one part of it. That's the least worrisome is that there's a training failure when you start focusing on this kind of stuff. The more worrisome thing for me is that they are going to fund additional things that are going to mandate this kind of stuff. Now, Daily Signal, which comes out of the Heritage Foundation, there's a guy named Mike Gonzalez over there reporting yesterday, it looks like. Um, Senator Vance and Senator Rubio oppose the Census Bureau funding to push sexual orientation, gender identity agenda. Okay, we covered this with the FBI stuff. Why are these federal agencies, what does the Census Bureau have to do with funding research on whether or not you're a boy or a girl when you're born? I'm pretty confident that was settled thousands and thousands of years ago. It's actually not that hard. It's been settled since your conception. The second that the sperm and the ovum, do we need to do this? The birds and the bees things, when they combine into a single cell, when they, when they fuse, you end up having a unique set of human chromosomes. And those are either going to be XX or XY with very, very, very minor deviations out of it. And if you're an XY, you're a boy. Or as the people on uh, kindergarten cop were able to say, this is another reason why the eighties and nineties were better. <laughs> Boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. It seemed something like a toddler knows. Even my toddlers know this thing. X, 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 Y. And yet the Census Bureau is going to ask Congress. They are currently asking for a budget increase of $10 million to, quote, figure out how to best promote that sex assigned at birth um, is, is possibly wrong. It's possibly wrong. It's assigned at birth and not established based on long understood biology. Pretty incredible. They want to add a new set of questions on sexual orientation and gender identity so that when they go and ask residents who live in your homes, you know, the Census Bureau comes around every five years and then every 10 years, they do that and they, they get like sort of a, a status check on how many people live in this country. Not migrants, by the way, not illegals, uh, but just the people that live here legally, but also the illegals. So they can kind of try to shift the game for these people that are letting in all these illegals. They can get a higher population set. Yeah. What do they want to do? They want to ask people as young as 15 years old, a bunch of janitor questions. They want to expand beyond what your race and your ethnicity is. It's all divisiveness. It's identity politics at its worst, and it's trying to individualize. The funny thing is this. 
Uh, people on the political left are often referred to as collectivists. We showed that guy from Argentina the other day, and he was talking about how all collectivists, all leftists are, are garbage, and you can't talk to them. They're trash. They'll kill you. That actually is true. If you go far enough on the left, I think it's actually like a circle. If you go far enough on the political left, you go all the way up here, and it gets to totalitarianism, communism with a capital C, deadly Marxism, and socialism. But if you follow the right all the way around the circle, you'll all the way end up here to like fascism, Nazism, etc. Nazism is actually the crossover, probably. Like that's the worst place you could be. Communism fascism, Nazism, they go around, they're all on the same circle. That's the way I look at politics. I know there's other graphs and things like that. But if you go far enough around to the left, you're going to end up with basically uh, totalitarian ideas. And the other funny thing about it is if you get down and you're so focused on identity politics, because these are collectivists, collectivists believe that the greater good, the greater good and the, uh, what's good for the entire country, people should think as a unit. You're not um, you're not an individual. You are part of a group, a group of blacks, a group of Hispanics. You must, in fact, act that way. But if you get enough down that you are the neurodivergent, trans, Michigan based, whatever, you know, black female who doesn't know, but is actually a man, that sort of thing. If you get down, you end up getting to what? The individual, the actual individual, which is way we, we, we should be looking at people. That's the most American way to go. If you can get away, if you can get them to drill down on that individual identity, because everybody wants to be a person, everybody wants to be thought of as an individual, even the collectivists, um, they don't they don't like being thought of in a group. Don't identify as a group, bro. I just want to identify as a group. It's so strange that that's the way that they work. But if you could actually get them to hone down in to their most individual identity, they will, in fact, take each other um, down to a level where they will individually realize that uh, what's best for them is what's best for just them. It's a fundamentally conservative position to be interested in maybe leave me alone. Maybe the government, the biggest hammer possible is not the way to hit the tiniest little nail. Maybe the most narrow and minor government and individual solutions made by people who are engaging in free commerce is better. And that's something we just have to get them to hone down. They're almost there. We'll just, we'll get them there. It's slowly working. And as we were saying, blacks, Hispanics, Asians, non-white voters who are, who don't have a college degree and even college students are not loving the Biden agenda. That's actually pretty good stuff. I actually think that all works in the right direction. Folks, if you're watching us on rumble.com slash Kyle Serafin, you can give us a like. We would appreciate it. You can share this thing around. If you have not followed this channel already, please just look on the live chat. There's a little button on there that says follow. If it's not uh, highlighted, go ahead and hit that. And then if you want to subscribe, like we just had, we just had a new subscriber out there, Flow Grow Girl, Flow Grow Girl, who I assume is in Florida. And also uh, Tara Lee Rodas, who's our friend. We know Tara. Thanks for joining us. Folks, you can join us there. Um, like I said, make sure you hit the like button. We're going to continue to cover these things. We got one more little topic here because this is the scariest part of all of it, at least for me. The scariest part of all of this, again, coming from Catholic Votes reporting, original reporting, I guess, by Hannah Heister um, yesterday. It's not just military grown adults. It's not just the Census Bureau trying to go out there and categorize you in weird ways. It comes down to the ugliest possibility, which is saying that if you don't agree with the LGBTQ inclusive agenda, then you are not qualified to adopt or to foster children. You know, the way that children have always been raised with a mom and a dad. We actually used to actually look for the best home for the child. And now... This Health and Human Services Department, Health and Human Services uh, under the Biden administration, is proposing a rule that would prohibit families that do not support LGBTQ ideology from caring for children with LGBTQ identifying traits. Kids who don't know anything because they're little babies. They're, 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 they're children. 
My, my daughter tells me things all the time that make no sense. Um, I had a, a couple of young, like preteens running around in, like, in our neighborhood and they came over and they ask all these questions and they're all ignorant because they're children. That's what they're supposed to do. They don't know anything. They don't know what their bodies are about. They don't know what they're supposed to be doing. They have all kinds of bad ideas from things that they've heard and things they've seen on TV. They don't know and under no circumstances should they be the ones that are helping to delineate that only a tiny fraction of the oftentimes mentally ill are going to be getting, and when I say that, I mean people that are like trans or confused about how to do things with their, with their body parts. Those people are not the ones that should be prioritized for children. How about just people that love kids, that have shown a track record of raising kids? That'd be nice. It's so strange. Uh, according to the Social Security Act, federally funded foster care agencies must provide a safe and proper care for foster kids. That's pretty straightforward. Safe and proper. The United States Administration for Children and Families, a division within HHS, proposed that foster families meet three specific criteria to ensure that LGBTQ identifying children are in a safe and nurturing home. The first requirement stipulates that the family must establish an environment free of hostility, mistreatment, or abuse based on the LGBTQIA status. And under the umbrella, here's where it always gets really weird, the umbrella of hostility, uh, mistreatment, or abuse, it's going to include unreasonably limiting or denying a child's ability to express their sexual orientation, gender identity, or gender expression. Do you know how important it is for a eight or a nine or a 10 year old kid to express their sexual orientation? It's not important at all. It's totally unimportant. What's important is that they get fed and that they are educated and that they have access to books and that they have access to people that support them and don't beat them and have warm blankets and clothing that's not ripped. They're like real simple stuff. How about we prioritize the things that make sense? And this is actually gonna go back to what, what Matt Walsh said. In the 40s, we knew basic things. They smoked and doctors recommended cigarettes, which is basically uh, insane. It's an insane proposition to think about for those of us who know what smoke does. But isn't it interesting that they didn't have concern or confusion about the basics? They didn't have concern about like, are we going to make sure this nine-year-old who thinks he's, a, he's a, a girl has the right dresses and is properly affirmed? That didn't even enter into the sphere. That is how sideways we've gotten. We've gotten that sideways. I'd rather have a society where I had to go and take my kids through the smoking section to go sit down in the non-smoking section and eat pancakes the way I did when I was a kid. It wasn't like my favorite. I actually hate the smell of cigarette smoke. I would much prefer that to this wild insanity that we are dealing with where the federal government is currently telling parents who just want to take on kids and the additional financial burden and the emotional burden and the difficulty of dealing with these things, which it's very difficult to deal with children that are not your own. Think about just taking your kids' friends on for the weekend. I mean, that's a burden. That's a big favor to ask. Now imagine you're taking on somebody and you're going to give them back to some other parents and you're going to try to temporarily house them in a way that positively affirms their life in a good way and then and you're worried about whether or not like they're gender affirming or they're, or they're affirming their gay identity. Good God. We've lost it, man. We have lost it. And unfortunately, groups like Media Matters are pushing it. And if you don't agree with Media Matters on this stuff, you're the bigot. You're the bigot. That's how sideways we've gotten in this country. The fun thing is the backswing's happening. It's happening in a big way. It happened in Argentina. It's going to happen here as well. I feel fairly confident. I don't know how, how ugly it's going to get because the fight back from the other side is going to be intense. But uh, 
They've basically worn out words like racist and sexist and misogynist and homophobic. I got into a Twitter thing. Last little thought. I got into a Twitter comment back and forth with the sedition hunters who are some of the worst people um, in the social media sphere. They hunt down the nonviolent offenders from January 6th and they think they're doing the job of the feds. It's gross. I don't know how much federal funding goes on. But this person said, uh, you know, Kyle attacked me and, and didn't defend me when people were being mean to me for being a woman. And I said, well, it's not because you're a woman. It's because you're trash. I don't care whether you're a woman or not. Uh, aren't you guys the ones that say that gender doesn't matter? I'll say this. If your ideas are bad, if your character is lacking, if your values are trash and you communicate with people in an awful way and all the things you do and the people you associate with are garbage, then you're garbage. And so I'm not going to defend you. Why would I care? I don't care if you're a man, woman, or a child or a bot or whatever they are. Folks, that's it. That's it for today. What do you think? We've, we've packed in a fair amount in here. We only did one little video of a plane in the water, and we have covered an awful lot of ground. Uh, media matters. Be aware of them. As you go out in the world and you hear them, you should pretty much set yourself in the exact opposite way of whatever it is that Media Matters says. That's going to be something that you are going to appreciate in a much bigger way than normal. We stream this live from Liberty Hill, Texas, every morning, every weekday morning, starting at 0930 Eastern Time. That's 830 here in Texas, America. We really appreciate all of you for joining us, all of you folks out there in the live chat, which is growing every single day. Some of you guys have just accessed our monthly subscriber piece. Like I said, I saw two of you do that today. That gives you access to some of our funny little uh, emojis and our little gifs and stuff like that. You can drop the, the truth bombs. You can drop the suspendable or die type stuff. Uh, we do appreciate you guys following us there more than anything else. Make sure you've hit the like button if you're doing it and share us on all of your favorite anti-social media platforms or tell your real friends about us in real life. You say, hey, have you heard this guy, Kyle Serafin? He seems angry some mornings and he drinks a lot of coffee. And he speaks really quickly and he's got some good ideas or not. Tell them that I have bad ideas and have them come here and hate us. We can take some media matter censorship. I aspire to have media matters. Just quote me. That's our new life goal. That's our life goal for this show, um, in the, at least in the short term. And also, our goal is to get to 1,000 five-star reviews on Apple. Please go ahead and do that. We crossed the 800 mark. So, folks, you can leave us a five-star review. The link is in the show descriptions. Please leave us one for any show that, that touches you, uh, like this one from Duke517. Great show, five stars. This is your firsthand look at true American patriots fighting the good fight at great personal risk and sacrifice to themselves. We should all be so brave. We can. We just have to speak up. We do indeed, Mr. Duke, Mr. or Mrs. Duke, 517. You just need to speak up. Uh, folks, you can follow us also on kyleserafin.com if you ever want to interact with the show, if you want to send your thoughts, if you want to send uh, your concerns, questions, comments, sarcastic remarks, kyleserafin.com. You can just hit the contact me. You can either go to Twitter DMs or there's a little thing that pops up and says, do you want to communicate with the Kyle Serafin show? And you can send us wild stuff. I get all kinds of crazy um, DMs, so feel free to contact us on Twitter at Kyle Serafin. And uh, let's do two more. Let's, let's encourage you guys to keep the Garrett O'Boyle, the O'Boyle family sweatshop rolling with the-suspendables.com using the promo code Kyle, the-suspendables.com. You can see right now, you see in the corner of the screen, I am in fact wearing the Night Ops Last Line Substack shirt. And uh, I'm a big fan of this one. I really like it. Wherever I go, people check us out. There it is. It says, hold the line on the back of it. And the front of it looks like you're looking at an M4 through night vision goggles. But on the front of it is a quill, which is to say that the pen is mightier than the sword, except the times when the sword is necessary and mightier than the pen. Folks, check out the-suspendables.com. And lastly, we'll say, go ahead. If you're going to uh, buy a MyPillow product, many of you guys have seen him. He smears himself all over the airwaves. Everybody knows who Mike Lindell is. If you listen to the show, you know, you can go to mypillow.com slash Kyle, mypillow.com slash Kyle, or just go to the website and use promo code Kyle. You'll get all the same discounts that you'd get if you were following anybody else. You could get Poso's discount or whatever. But 
they actually send us a little thank you, and uh, we do appreciate that. Check them out. I'm, I'm trying to get uh, them to send me so I don't have to buy them because I, I feel like they should send me a set. I want to be able to talk about their towels. I've had multiple people tell me that their bath sheets are the way to go, and I'm a huge towel guy. Um, I spent many years swimming competitively. And if you're a swimmer, like towels are your jam. So I'm going to check out their bath sheets left. If there's something you guys love, hit me at kyleserafin.com. Hit the contact me. Tell me what it is that I should be looking into, what stuff I should have. And we got a bunch of rumble rants here. So let's cover these things down. Uh, number one, Chad Zodi said the cross-eyed bear preserves, perseveres. Sorry. Good morning, fam. Uh, we, we see Justice Blonde saying, we'd love to hear from you, Tara. Uh, P. Sturgis saying, an amazing message yesterday. The plea to save your fellow brothers from having the FBI pay and reinstate uh, while sacrificing yourself. Glad you want to continue putting your content out. I do indeed. Uh, Eric Jason, as usual, with smash the like, do not comply, and God wins. And real is rare with just some prayer hands. We appreciate all of you guys jumping in here. Anybody who wants to join us, we'll see you on rumble.com slash Kyle Serafin tomorrow, 0930, running it live. And uh, God bless you all. We'll have a great day. We'll see you again tomorrow morning. Thanks for listening to the Kyle Serafin Show, streamed live weekdays on rumble.com slash Kyle Serafin. Follow Kyle on Twitter, Truth Social, and Instagram at Kyle Serafin.